This is Daizen Shui XD Podcast, episode 139, for the week of July 27th, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. That's correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of song and dance. A little bit of oh, song and dance. Yeah. What will you be performing for us this evening? Well, morning, evening for you. Well, I just thought it would be in keeping with the contest, but oh, anyway. very true. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, let's start with that dude over there in Japan. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Describe. Go. Well, my name's Julian. I'm 23 years old. I'm a Pisces. I enjoy long walks on the beach, and I speak Japanese. And, oh, sorry. We're, we're podcast right now, aren't we? Things here have been going pretty quietly. It's the beginning of summer vacation, which for Japanese school students means they have to come in for their clubs. Yeah. Nice. And do you enjoy what's going on with them? Um, well, you know, I get to walk around the school, and it is really freaking hot. Ah, uh, yeah. The teacher's room has air conditioning. Um, I remember um, back when Andrew was over there, he was telling us, I think we might have had it on the podcast, about how the children have their field days or whatever, and it's like scorching hot outside, and they don't give them water all day long and they're like it's the japanese way our school does give them water which is good oh fantastic yes and it's weird because andrew was also much farther south in fact as far south as you could be without being in okinawa right so (laughs) maybe they're just a little bit too old-fashioned i think so hey there's a voice over here that's a female voice yo what's up with you I'm doing good. I'm running on nothing right now. Name, location. Oh, name. ASL. ASX location. Wanna cyber. Oh. <laughs> oh no, not 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 in front of me. I I don't know how to answer any of those. I come from AOL chats. Oh, you come from the internet. <laughs> yes. A- no, specifically AOL. It's not the internet. Oh right, back it's when completely like AOL different was internet. the internet. Yes. That's uh, anyway. all I knew. Mary. Yeah. What's up? I'm tired. I'm You're running, tired. Running around since six thirty this morning. We had yeah, an appointment at the florist for eight a.m. this morning. And then I went to yeah. Florist. I thought it went okay. Yeah, I had fun. I didn't have a whole lot to say. No, well, so you're into botany, typical eh? guys, they don't need to say much. They just need to nod and smile and then no, speak up when they don't stuff. like something. Yeah. I thought mm. I, I thought it was fun because we got to finalize the look, essentially, of the of the wedding. So yep. that was pretty fun. Good times. Yeah, and then I went to the gym, so now I'm tired and everything hurts. I was working on webpage stuff. Uh, I'm going to do my own running around like a madman afterwards. Cool. Yep. Oh, so yeah, Julian's off in Japan. Mary's over here to my less than proverbial right. That leaves me being Mike Vegito EX. And as I've said before, I like this description, though. I'm the ringleader of this circus. I don't know what else to call it. It is a circus because uh, it gets out of hand sometimes. And uh, I'm the ringleader because I kind of gathered you all together. Because you have a whip. Very true. That's what that smack is at the beginning of the show that you can't all hear. Anyways, let's move on. Julian. Yeah. I want to talk to you about the contest. All right. Because we get that going on later this episode. I have been receiving all the entries. Uh, We've received a lot more of the audio entries. I'm very excited about this. I do have to say, Julian, no one holds a candle to you so far. How do you feel about this? Well, really, that's no surprise. I mean, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm I'm humbled and 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 forever grateful for that statement, Mike. You, you truly make well. my day. I know. I'm trying to flatter you, butter you up for the rest of the episode. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I got nothing. Just put you in a good mood. Why not? Maybe I'll okay. uh, come down on you later about something. I don't know. Maybe I have a few things I want to talk about. Mary, yeah, turn it over to you real briefly. Other Dragon Ball things. We got new CDs in this week. Yeah, well, actually. Chains. 
a single new CD for me, two new CDs, as I was telling uh, everyone with Julian here, we got a contest going on. Yes. We, uh, we've we listened to it. We're not going to do our review this week, though. Yeah, I didn't listen to the whole... Oh, yes, I did. Well, I was playing it around the yeah, place yeah. while we were doing other stuff. So the Super Survivor CD has indeed come in. It came out in Japan this week. We're going to give it away next week on the show when we review the disc itself. So be sure to tune in then. Mary, I want to keep it with you real briefly. Oh, are you? Otakon stuff. Oh, shit. It's we it's finally realized weeks. it's in two weeks. We yeah, we finally pre-regged and uh, pre-regged <laughs> yeah, ended right? on the 23rd, so we got in just in time. Well, we've gotten used to not needing to pre-register for conventions that we go to. Like, Anime Next Week staff would just kind of show up. AWA, we've been guests the last couple of years, just kind of show up. Otakon, we've done panels, but I kind of forget that we still have to register. And we're not doing anything this year, so absolutely have to register. But we did that. Two things I want to talk about with you, Mary, for Otakon. Number one, real briefly, both of us made the AMV contest. Yay! Congratulations to us. I guess. Good times. Yes, very good. Mary? You were quite impressive. Neither you or I have a Dragon Ball video. No, but there is a Dragon Ball video in the contest. That's what I heard. My video is um, Shonen. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is too. Yours is too. Uh, I guess you could say not quite two completely opposite ends of the spectrum because you could go from mine to, I, I don't know. But anyways, they're both in there. We're not even going to see the first showing of the AMV contest, however. Yes. Because major event that we will be going to see. Jam Project. Jam Project. We just realized like, oh my God, Odukan, holy crap, we're going to see here no Kageyama. Like, we've known for a while, but it's starting to sink in for us. So we're going to go check that out. What I want to talk about is uh, everyone's going, hey, Otakon, we're all going. Are we going to meet up? Are we going to do anything cool? I think the best thing to do is just all meet up and go to Jam Project concert. We're probably going to be in line a couple <laughs> hours ahead of time to make sure we get awesome seats or standing room or whatever. Yep. I know someone started up a thread over on the forum, so maybe I'll coordinate over in there with that what to do. But Jam Project is absolutely the best place, I think, to hang out and enjoy that. Julian, I remember well, you saying... because you want to go. Well, yeah, of <laughs> course. I remember you saying a while back that you were going to be seeing Hironobu Kageyama in the near future. When is that? What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, well, I, I went to buy tickets and they were already sold out. Oh, so I yeah. thought it might have already passed and I was wondering why I hadn't heard anything, so mm. I kind of didn't want to ask, but... Yeah, it was kind of like, ah, I have to find out about it sooner, I guess, next time. Uh, <laughs> sure enough. Uh, one last bit of Dragon Ball stuff. They're hanging from my microphone right now. Mary, you and I went uh, down and just hang out in Princeton last weekend, and we came across a store called Morning Glory. I think that's where Jeff might have been calling from when he called up one time. He's yeah, like, hey, so. where's your little figure? They had uh, a whole bunch of Dragon Ball stuff in there. So we got two little keychains. One is Talos, and he's got his arms crossed in front of himself, and he looks like a badass. The other is Super Saiyan Vegito holding Boo's antenna in his hand. It's very morbid. And <laughs> the girl at the desk was like, oh, that's weird. He's holding a tail or something. It's like, um, part of his head. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I think she must have, like, known yeah. Dragon Ball. But anyway, so I have those. They're hanging off my microphone. I'll try to take a picture, but they're kind of small. That's that. We got news. We got a topic this week, which we're going to record at some point in the near future. This is uh, a Trunks topic. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give me, real quick, before we get into the news, brief overview of what this thing is? Sure. All right. Well, this was a self-contained story within one of the Jump Anime comics, um, similar to the Piccolo Daimao one that we did a couple months ago. We reviewed that one. What's we... interesting about this one, though, is that it's 
it's about the trunk storyline, but it was in the bar that the uh, adaptation of the Bardock TV special, not in the trunks one. It's kind of weird, but I, I really, really enjoyed this. We've had this sitting around for years and years and years, and we kind of knew it was there. You scanned some pictures. From I honestly, it. I thought it was just like someone talking about the making of the trunks. <laughs> we TV never special. bothered to look and see what it I, was. I didn't know it was a brand new original story from right. Trunks's perspective. I, I would have eaten that up had I known what it was. Absolutely. So, you know, we had that Vegeta, we had that Piccolo one that uh, have been translated and people have been, our forum's been just a great central hub for getting this stuff finally scanned, finally translated, put out there, completely yeah. rare material. I'm just so proud to, you know, be that central location to get all this stuff done. It's what keeps me really enthusiastic about this stuff so many years later. So anyway, good stuff too. Absolutely. So later this episode, we're going to bring on Herms, who translated all three of these actually. Uh, we're going to talk about this Trunks one in particular, and I, I'm so glad that, Mary, you're the undying long-term Trunks fan, because I'd love to hear your perspective on Trunks' perspective uh, 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 from this. Yeah, so, so I'll try look- not to go too fangirl <laughs> okay. on you. So look forward to that. That's going to be a topic this week. So with that out of the way, we got some news, we got some other stuff, so let's cruise right on into that news. Julian, have you checked out this uh, Dragon Ball DS stuff, the new trailers? Ooh, new trailer. Oh, Let you haven't check. seen them. They're so good. I, I was watching them earlier. There's uh, two over on the official website, and it's just perfect original Dragon Ball stuff, Goku and Bulma, and Goku, just in that stupid, naive voice, asks Bulma what a DS is, and I just kind of like squeal in a little fanboy glee. It's so great. I think great. that's fangirl glee, but okay, let me watch. <laughs> It's nice to hear them do their old voices, too. You don't really realize it as you move into DBZ, but their later voices are quite different from how they originally Oh, totally. Originally I was thinking are. the same thing. It's them doing much, much youthful and, oh, I guess, cuter. Considering how old they must be now, it's, like, shocking that they can play, you know, their teen well, selves. Yeah, well, especially Masako Nozawa. <laughs> yeah. She, she, uh, yeah, the, the role of Dr. Kureha in One Piece is perhaps the most fitting thing that she's done recently. <laughs> but, yeah. What about, uh, controls? Julian? you played through all of uh, Zelda on DS. It looks pretty similar to me. Yeah, it does. It looks like with Kamehameha maybe touching the let uh, the characters for the attack, or it may be a charge up and release kind of thing with the letters signifying how far you're charged. I'm not really quite sure about that part, but I guess we'll see. Good times. Mary, what about you? Did you think it looked any uh, of interest to you? I It was pretty impressive looking, I thought, yeah. for a DS game. It looked... I couldn't really tell what you what it's about, other than you play as Goku, I guess. I think it looks, looks very like it's similar about to the story Zelda. of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of this story before. Oh, I think so. It looked cute. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, looking forward to checking that out. Comes out uh, September over there in Japan. Still no word on a U.S. release, but uh, hopefully something soon. Last bit of the news we got for you is the Japanese poster for the American-made live-action movie has uh, come out. Let's go mm. around, get some thoughts. Start with you, Julian, because you're over there in Japan. It makes it actually look good, and there was some stuff on the movie in a recent jump, which I guess is fitting since it is a jump series. Right. But it's just, well, they're they're hyping it up, and the pictures that they give don't make it look all that hot, but I could totally get on board with this poster. If the movie was anything like the poster, I'd be real happy, but I got some doubts. <laughs> Mary, what about you? Likewise. I like how they focus in on, you know, it's very much Goku's outfit. Yeah. And uh, whereas the American version is, you kind of steer away from that look. Mm, although I got to admit the the turtle character is a little bit shoddily drawn. Um, <laughs> What's wrong maybe, about it? Oh, I don't know. The top 
two strokes are a little bit crooked and I think that just might the, be the folds of the shirt. Oh, I guess it's hard to tell from that size, but yeah. still. I don't know. The outfit, it, thankfully it looks like the correct outfit, but I'm not really sold on it. I don't know. There's something about it just doesn't mm. strike me amazingly. I don't know. You know, a lot of people have been asking how you feel about the movie, you excited. I'm still in that place where it's still far off enough and there's not enough real information about the story and what how the character are really going to be. I'm just kind of like, whatever, I'll take it as it comes. I'm neither excited nor not excited about it. Whatevs. I feel the same way. Yeah. All right. Uh, Julian, any other word from Japanese folk about how they're feeling about the movie? Um, Not yet. I mean, I've told one or two kids, and they said, I, I know, I saw it in Jump. And they're <laughs> like, what do you, do you know anything else about it? I'm like... Not really. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Well, uh, as more and more stuff comes out, especially over in Jump, I do want you to keep pestering those kids. I want to know what today's Japanese kids think about this movie. All right. All righty. So that appears to be the news for the week. We are going to insert here the topic that we will record at a later point in time, hopefully later on this afternoon. So uh, we already explained what it is. Let's go check that out. So we are joined today by Herms. Is that what I should call you? I guess so. I, don't, I guess that's what I've known on as the known as on the forum. <laughs> you know, I've kind of gone along with the same thing where I hear EX, and I've had people call me EX in real life, and it's very strange. So I yeah. guess since this appears on the internet, we'll refer to you <laughs> as Herms. And Mary, what are you on the internet? I am Mary on the internet. All right. Well, that works out well. So, secret internet identity. Exactly. Right. Mary, Very otherwise secret. known as Mary. Right. <laughs> see, see, I had this all planned like 10 years ago when I was like, my online name is going to be my name. <laughs> all right, Herms, I want to get a little backstory on you, what you do, where you came from. We always like to do that with guests we have on. So who the hell are you? Well, um, on the internet or in reality? Right? A little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm uh, 21 right now. I'm a student at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. But right now I'm back and I'm from Springfield, Missouri, and that's where I am now for the summer. Okay. And I'm going to be going in September to Tokyo for a year of studying abroad. Nice! At Sophia University. So, that'd be fun. Good times. Awesome. So, in the world of the internet, I am uh, Herms, and I'm the current translator for Kanzentai.com. Which really is the only other Dragon Ball site you need on the internet. Uh, well, you said it, <laughs> not me. You know, I have to say, I'm in this really interesting place where maybe eight years ago, I would be so obscenely jealous of what you guys are doing over there. But I'm so laid back now. I'm like still obscenely jealous, but I can enjoy everything at the same time, too. So I have this crap old legacy layout of my site, and I can't get Julian to do anything anymore. More, which isn't true. He's uh, yeah. sitting on a few projects, but I love that you guys have you know been able to come together and create another great site. You know, authoritative yeah. information, up to date news. I just love it to death. Of course, I've only been on for the last like six months or so. Well, that's it. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. Because most of the stuff, I've just been doing the Daizenshu translations they have there. Right. Well, tell me a little bit about that. What are you guys doing with that? Well, I guess this was uh, last Christmas around that time. I had this topic up on your forum that was called like Tales from the Daizenshu or some yeah, such thing. Yeah, yeah. And that went on for a really long time, like 11 pages or something. But uh, Hujo, who's the basically the creator of Kanzentai, he saw that and he contacted me and offered me a position as translator to mostly work on stuff 
from the Daizenshu, and so I was kind of planning on doing that anyway, so I said, yeah, and we just kind of got together, and we did the first one, which was comparatively easy, obviously. <laughs> right, there's not much text in the first one when compared <laughs> yeah. to maybe like seven. He did more work than I, he does the images and the site layout and everything, and I just type up all the translations in like these giant text documents and send it to him and get him to make it look pretty. So what you're saying is you're Julian too. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I got Julian. Uh, I knew him from Dragon Ball, and then he was doing stuff on Planet Namek for a little bit. I emailed him one day. I'm like, hey, you want to join the site and do some stuff? So yeah, similar thing over there. That's awesome. So you guys have been doing the Daizenju translations. I know you have a lot of information over there. Have you done anything else on Konzentai? Not yet. He, um, Hujo sent me these, you know, in the Tonkobon, Tonkobon, I can't say that I'm word. Tongue. Yeah. I'm terrible at pronunciation and everything. But, you know, they have the little comments from Toriyama at, like, the start. And yes, yes. Random things like that. And so he wants me to translate those. And I need to do that sometime eventually. Because <laughs> I'm kind of busy with, you know, I'm preparing to go to Japan. And I'm working on random things from the Daizenshu. Like, I'm doing everything out of order. It's right. kind of weird. Uh, I know what that's like. Tell me a little bit about your Japanese background. Well, I think it was at my... Freshman year of high school, I just sort of randomly decided to teach myself Japanese. And so I taught myself katakana and hiragana, and I did a learned a couple kanji, and then I kind of gave up for a while. And then, I guess it would have been uh, three years ago, in the summer between my junior and senior year, I took this summer school program, which was this insane Japanese class where it's like two months long, and they give you two semesters worth of college Japanese classes in two months. And it's four hours a day. Oh, wow. It's really, they essentially try to tried to kill me with Japanese for these two months, and I survived. And after that, I just studied on my own, because my high school didn't have Japanese. They just had Spanish and French. Yeah, same. And so in college, I took the Japanese classes, but I knew everything already, so I kind of just goofed off and read manga and video games in Japanese <laughs> to increase my vocab. Of, Very nice. I have this huge vocab of useless Japanese words, words that only appear in manga or video games. Exactly. Like, you'd never want to actually state a human being. It's completely useless knowledge, except when you're on the internet talking about anime and video games. Pretty much. Yeah, I hear you. Alright, let's talk about uh, some of this Dragon Ball stuff. We have three, I guess you would say, outside stories or side stories yeah, that yeah. have been around for a long time in Japan, but we're in like little select publications, and as far as I know, no one's ever really made an effort to pull them all together and do something with them. So give me a little background on what these three stories are. Well, they were they're kind of like side stories, basically. They focus on not Goku or Gohan, but, you know, the more major minor characters, if that makes any sense. You yeah. know, Piccolo, Vegeta, Trunks. And they were published, the first two were published in these two specials. They were called the Dragon Ball Z Anime Special, number one and two, that were put out by uh, Shueisha, the same people, you know, put out the manga. Right. And they were, I, I don't actually own these, so I don't know too much about them, but they have the side stories and they have like, you know, the character models yes. that they use. They have uh, galleries of those, I think, and some comics drawn by Toriyama that were later reprinted in Daizenshu 7. Okay. And just kind of, they're kind of like, I guess, prototypes to the anime guide Daizenshu that came out later. Because these were published while the series was still going on. Like the first one, the one that had the Piccolo story, 
was it came out around when the anime was up to the mid Saiyajin saga. Okay. So if you if you remember the story, that's where it ends before Vegeta and Nappa come to Earth. Right. Exactly. And so that's where the anime was at the time. And then the second one, the one that had the Vegeta story in it, I think it came out sometime before episode seventy eight, which is the episode where that has this flashback to King Vegeta attacking Frieza and you know all that kind of Bardic special era. Right. Right. So a little bit after the introduction of the Ginyu Tokusentai, so around that era. Yeah. Okay. And they use the character designs for young Vegeta for that episode yes. of Dragon Ball Z. Yes, it's pretty interesting. But then the last one, the third one with Trunks, that was published in the Bardock Special Anime Comics Edition, you know, the Anamanga for the TV specials and the movies. Right. And I think those came out a lot later than the others. Those came out kind of when the series was ending, because not when the movies were or the specials released, but afterwards. Because, you know, they have these special posters in them, and it's kind of weird. Like, the one for DBZ Movie 2 has a poster of everyone at the 25th Tenkaichi Budokai. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is really odd. But so, that came out a few years after the other two, and it's, the format's a bit different for the Trunks one, too. It's in black and white, and it's by a different uh, author. So, see, the, uh, the first two ones were written by Takao Koyama, who was the guy who, he did the script, he wrote the screenplays for every Dragon Ball movie, pretty much. I basically just looked the guy up on Anime News Network. <laughs> right, yeah. And then all the pictures for all three of them were drawn by Minoru Maeda, who is, he was the chief animator for most of the movies, like the first half. I also see character designer attributed to him. Yeah, he was a character designer for Dr. Slump and I think uh, early Dragon Ball. Okay. And then the third one, the Trunks one, was written by Aya Matsui, who is the series composition guy for GT. Interesting. Yeah. So this was again, um, though different writers, illustrated by the same person, Minoru yeah, it's Maeda. Yeah, the same guy. Okay. I would like to actually kind of go through the. Not spoil. Well, what can you do with spoilers? It's essentially the story that you already know, but from a different perspective. So yeah. that's kind of what I'd like to talk about. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm glad we have Mary here. You Temple of Trunks, you're the online biggest Trunks fanatic from 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have that experience here to go along with it. I mean, you have always been a big fan of Trunks. You know that story in and out. And this was kind of a different take on it. We should say that this story here, it's the Trunks story that you know from the manga, from the TV series and a little bit from the TV special and maybe even that special manga chapter Trunks the story but it's from a, a very different perspective a different take on the story it's from Trunks himself his own almost a first person perspective looking out into the world and Herms I was reading through your translation you had a note at one point in your translation that was something like oh my god this is so angsty right here <laughs> he was talking about like never being able to smile or laugh again and yeah. it was wow Trunks would actually say something like that that's kind of weird yeah. so Mary let me start with you. Okay. Uh, let, tell me, as you were reading through this, what kind of feelings did it get out of you? What was going through your mind as you read this story? As it's mostly text, as opposed to the other ones, which were more color manga style. This one's straight text with about like five or six pictures that go along with it. Well, it made me appreciate Trunks a lot more, which is odd considering he's my favorite character anyway. So I guess if anything, it was a reminder of why he is my favorite character, because he has a certain amount of depth to him that is kind of lacking in almost all the other characters 
Listen, you've, I think the word I would use to describe this is just despair. Like, it's really, like the notes say, angsty and dark. And well, the word despair really does sad. come from the TV special title, so oh, that it makes does? sense. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you feel like he has no hope in this world, and he's right. longing for Vegeta so much, and it's not reciprocated, and it, it just really feels so awful for him. It's like, oh, he's just trying so hard, and he's getting nothing back. From anyone. For anyone, yeah. <laughs> what about his feelings? when he does come back and he sees everyone. I remember him talking about how everyone was laughing and smiling and joking with each other. Tell me about that. I mean, we see that in the show too, so that wasn't really much of a surprise, although it was funny from his perspective saying how I was trying to catch glances of my father, but then he caught me. He kept looking at me. He's like, hey, you shouldn't be surprised. And I liked his response of, I was trying so hard to hold back and not say, because you're my dad. He's just like, sorry. (laughs) That's so like him. It just kind of confirms, I guess, the personality that we all have of Trunks watching from the outside. But then, you know, he's kind of confirming his feelings, you know, from his perspective. And it's like, yep, he he really is just that way. Herms, let me take it over to you. Uh, As you were going through and translating this, uh, the translation style and the way that Trunks writes, is it similar to how he is in the manga and the TV series with rather formal uh, speaking speaking manner? Well, I think with all three of them, the style that the narration is in is a lot more complex than most of the dialogue from the manga. Okay. I felt that way too. Yeah. It seemed um, kind of like a fun... Uh- I can't talk. Uh, it seems kind of like a fanfic. Yeah, it someone mentioned that on the threads. Like, this seems like a fanfic. <laughs> but a good one. Yeah. So, but okay, the actual narration is a lot more complex than what they generally say in the manga. But when they actually talk, it's usually lines straight from the manga or in that similar style. Right. I noticed that it would be expanded upon a little bit, add a little more substance there. Actually, I think with the Trunks one, the narration was the simplest of all three because I remember the Piccolo one was really. Yeah, it was over blown almost yeah and then vegeta was kind of similar and then well i guess with this one maybe it's due to the different author true this this is a different author from the previous two stories which is different from toriyama himself anyways i don't know i just i found this one to be by far the most easiest the the easiest to translate of the three okay Uh, maybe it was just because it was uh simpler and also well your scans were the best so (laughs) i could zoom in on things and i didn't have to squint at gotcha i mean don't want to badmouth the other people who were really generous to scan it in but well at the same time i mean this was printed on pretty decent paper and it's just black and white so that's true it's kind of hard to make a shitty scan of that and i know mary used to scan these so much you get the trunks pictures out of there my pages are ready to fall out yeah so this is like my last, my one last scan of these pages. This will make it or break it. So I kept my raws around. I was glad we were able to put this to use. I guess we can say that <laughs> the scans came from me. It's in the bed. Do we, I don't remember if we mentioned this. This particular story comes from, you said that the Bardock uh, mm. adaptation, which is really strange. Why would they put it in the Bardock one as opposed to, I don't know, maybe the Trunks TV special one? Well, maybe they thought it would be kind of redundant if they put, you know, an true. alternate version of the Trunks story in the Trunks special. Very true. Very true. Uh, let's talk about a couple other moments. What was your favorite moment in this story here? I think maybe the guy who comes and uh, talks with Bulma. Yes. Like, fine, he, I guess what it was, it's been a while since I read this. I probably should have reread it before <laughs> this to, you know, research. But there's the guy who, like, finances Bulma's time machine. And he, it says he sells these things that are called uh, android protection suits, which the word used in Japanese indicates they're called that but actually aren't. <laughs> I you know, got it. Because obviously they're 
no damn good against right. 17 or 18. And Bulma was able to take care of him with no problem, which is yeah. amusing to me. I really like that. And it was the, you know, showing how strong she was. And I remember Trunk saying how impressed he was with her because she seems like just yeah, threw a him. pretty frail woman, but she's so strong and threw What's him, you weird? Know, I, I don't know. I kind of liked it and I kind of didn't like it because we never really got any genuine indication throughout the whole series that she was physically strong. Well, what I like is that... I mean, we always is... knew that she was tough, but, like, well, personality-wise... At the same time, this is that alternate timeline where people are forced to do things that they otherwise might not have had to do, so I can see Bulma needing to toughen up and yeah, bulk up a little I guess. bit. You know, it, it even said in there, I like that they mentioned this, that Capsule Corporation itself was attacked at one point. So, mm. I, you know, we see in the Trunks TV special, are Bulma's parents around? We only see um, Kame Senin, who, like, Poir and Omega May down in a submarine or something? I kind of don't remember now. <laughs> no? So I think there's not really Maybe anyone else. Submarine. Yeah. Uh, what other moments? So, uh, tell me a little bit about the, uh, I guess, Trunks' first Super Saiyan explosion. Because that was written so interestingly to me. Yeah, like, um, oh God. It kind of, he describes it like his blood is exploding or on fire and they just keep, pi- it keeps piling on adjectives again and again. It's like this crazy run-on sentence in Japanese. <laughs> Here, I- I'll read it hear from your translation. Okay. The moment I saw Gohan-san's corpse lying stretched out in a pool of blood, screams in anger and frustration and tears swelled up in my body like a surging wave. That instant, fire ran up my entire body. My muscles trembled and my blood vessels burned. Mm. I think that's a pretty good, like a description of it. Yeah, absolutely, which is neat because he's describing it. All we see in the TV series is him actually Ah! doing it, but it's it's so enthralling to me to hear that character's head describing what that process is like. Mm. What else can you tell me about this story? Do you have any other thoughts on like an event or dialogue or how it was written? Well, uh, for one, uh, going back to the guy with the Android protection suits, sure. I just thought it was an interesting detail that there would be people like that who would exploit the situation for their own benefit. Yeah. I thought that was in- interesting. Like it's what, well, who's that guy from the anime, the filler, like bar, the, uh, it's Burbone or something who builds the shelter against Cell that oh, is also yeah, yeah, yeah. no good and yeah maybe that's maybe they're the same guy in the alternate timeline <laughs> that's true but and then well the story itself it's told in a frame story right it's him looking it's Trunks looking back on his past right at, right it's during that went their training for the Cell games up in uh, God's palace right and you know Vegeta he's about to go into the room of spirit and time and Trunks is watching him because this is when they go into train separately and as he's as Vegeta's about to vanish into the room of spirit and time, Trunks kind of freaks out. It reminds him of all those dreams he's had where his father is walking away from him. And so he starts telling his story. Right. And there's even a moment in there when uh, I think it was after he had reached Super Saiyan for the first time, it was kind of training. He was saying that he was feeling that distance between them shortening. I thought that they're kind of pulling that idea back and back that he's far away, far away, but now he's closer. And then he finally gets to be with him and it's kind of, like you said, freaking him out a little bit. Yeah. And I guess we should probably mention how it's different from the Trunks special and what material it covers. Yeah, go for it. Because the Trunks special, it's up to when Trunks goes into the past. And, you know, it's the same for the manga or the anime special. Right. But this, it goes past that to when he's, you know, he meets Vegeta and all the others. And then it ends at his fight with Cell, you know, when he does the whole muscle thing that fails to accomplish anything. Right. 
And then the final point is when he's about to go into the Room of Spirit and Time himself to train for the Cell Games. So it's kind of an interesting perspective because it's still in the middle of the saga. It's not after they've beaten Cell or after he's defeated the androids in his own timeline. It's kind of like the Piccolo one, too, because that ends when Vegeta and Nappa are still going to come to Earth. And Vegeta, his story ends before he even really comes back to life. Right. They're all in the middle. They don't give you conclusions, really. Another thing I wanted to point out is that they mentioned 17 and 18 a couple times, but they're not an active part of this storyline. He kind of yeah. says, uh, I went to fight them and that was really dumb and I woke up in the hospital. <laughs> but there's no, you know, and I was fighting them and I did this and they did this. As mm. opposed to Cell, where we at least get that hint of, and Cell told me I was retarded for trying this move <laughs> and my dad was so smart and what was I thinking? So I, yeah. I really like that. Mary, let me pull it back over to you. Now that we've gone through all this stuff, we're up to you know this point in the series where he goes back to train again. What else do you have? Were there any other moments that stuck out? And what, How about a contrast to the TV special? What did you notice that was different that stuck out to you? Anything at all? Um, Just that I thought something regarding the TV special that was interesting was when Gohan knocks him out. Yeah. And he was saying, like, as he was, you know, becoming unconscious, he can hear Gohan's voice. Right. Like, as he was going Th- out. That's great, because in the TV special, it's more or less from Gohan's perspective. It's like, boom, you're out. And right. I'm taking over. Ha ha. Right. I'm going to die. I, li- I really like that visual of Trunks kind of falling unconscious and hearing that in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And then it getting stuck there and kind of repeating over and over. Yeah. Something else that I liked was a reminder of how much that Trunks watched Vegeta's back, like the scene from the anime where he's yes. sitting on the cliff and he's watching his dad for days. I and- sat there and looked at my dad's back for three days. Yeah. <laughs> and the stuff in the room of Spirit and Time where, you know, it's again, he's not talking to me, it's just I'm watching him, I'm watching him. It's it's a, still just more of that unrequited fatherly love. That he's not getting. Yeah. Nice. Alright, I don't have anything else. Herms, what do you got for uh, this story? Any other anecdotes from translating or story elements you want to point out? Let's see. Well, I guess I mentioned, well, you mentioned the note I put in there. It was like, oh god, this is so angsty. <laughs> yeah. But I think other other than that one point, it wasn't quite yeah. approaching an unbearable limit, but it was really close right about there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about these three as a whole. I know all three of them, Desiree Campbell, who we had back on in episode 117 when we talked about In the Name of Piccolo Daimao, um, up on his personal site, he's got all three of these stories up. I'm actually going to be putting up this story, the trunk story, over in the tidbit section of Daizen Chewy X. Like I said, it's going to be the straight text with the, the five or six pictures kind of interspersed. Got a little introduction talking about these. And this is going to be your translation. I think I changed one or two things. Like instead of androids, I put artificial humans. Um, yeah. And like number, I put the number sign. Just little okay. things here and there. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but so that's going to be your translation up there. Um, so people can go check that out. Um, really enjoy it because this is the kind of stuff that you really just can't go down to the bookstore and buy. Like the Kanzen Bon. You know, those are at conventions. Or you have a Japanese bookstore around you. Just order them online. This is the kind of stuff where I was even uh, mentioning elsewhere in the episode. I am just so proud to have um, our forum. It's almost like a central location where everyone's coming together kind of really getting these things out there, really, you know, exploiting this genuinely rare material. People throw around the word rare like it's nothing, but especially the uh, previous two stories, the Piccolo and the Vegeta one, these are things that people just don't even know exist, even though, you know, there's a page or two spread in the Daizenshu, just kind of scroll through, skip over them. So I'm really, really excited to have this up there for people to check out. All right, that's all I got. Anyone have any closing thoughts they want to leave this topic with? No. No? Herms, what about you? What do you got? I don't know. Well, I just remember going through my Daizenshu just one day and seeing the two pages they had and going like, what the hell is this? Yes. 
And, you know, for years, I'd never heard of that. You know, no one ever mentioned them or anything. And so to finally have them all translated and scanned and be available easily online is pretty cool. It is. And, you know, like I was saying, we've had this Bardock thing sitting here for years. We saw that. We're just like, eh, whatever. Some nice pictures in there. Never bothered to, you know, actually take a close look at it. I was saying to Mike earlier that I thought those pages were just like a behind the scenes making of like the TV special or something. I thought maybe it was just like a production person talking about it. But I didn't realize it was an original story. story. Yeah, it's nice. So I'm definitely going to link this. Um, It'll be rather present or uh, prominent on the homepage of the site, be over in the tidbit section. Herms, while I got you, why don't you give Konzentai a plug? Yay, I was kind of going to do that anyway. <laughs> um, Well, it's Konzentai, www.kanzntai.com. Trying to imitate Julian here. <laughs> and what can people find over there? Everything. everything <laughs> Anything that, and everything Dragon Ball? Wait a second. At least by the year, what is it, 2038? I know. That's the deadline. But <laughs> we're going to be having the Daizenshu 4 translations going up on Monday. And you guys are running a contest right now, too. Yes, we're going to be giving away Daizenshu 4. Nice! Because uh, Hujo has an extra copy. Sweet. And let's see, you know, lots of random cool things there. So just look around and send us money. <laughs> <laughs> How about I enter the contest and what will happen if I enter the contest and win? Uh, I don't know. We'll just send you a weasel in the mail. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll just take the book and then reprise it on my own site. <laughs> I'm not going to enter. I already have a copy. We wouldn't send it to you. <laughs> I figured as much. All right, man. Thanks for hopping on the show. And uh, on behalf of everyone out there, thank you for translating this and getting this stuff sure. out there. We're we're really happy and proud to have it out there. So uh, thanks for coming on. And people can find you on Konzentai or hanging out on our forum. So people want to get in touch with you and have a conversation with you. You're around, right? Yep. Sounds good. If the internet's working. <laughs> if the internet's working. I know what that's like. Yeah. Can't trust them internets. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for doing the show with us. Sure. All right. Thanks for having me on. Catch you later, man. Yep. Julian, we're uh, over to your DBZ ABCs this week, and I was very proud of myself because I knew that the next uh, letter, I suppose you could say, is not C, it is she. She, yes. Japanese phonology, um, the way that the, this particular one works is that the S sound gets palatized when it's before the E vowel. And so you have many, many problems with Japanese speakers distinguishing the words she and C and city and a different word and... You tear down shitty wall! <laughs> yes. When, when somebody tells me to sit down, I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> and some, sometimes it's teachers doing this too. I'm like, didn't you take English? So clearly... For this week, you're going to be talking about Shishio, right? We would if it was a Nuroni Kenshin podcast, Aww. yes. What do you got for me, then? This week's Dragon B... Uh, DBZ ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon BZ. It's 1 a.m. You're allowed. Yes. Okay. This this week's DBZ ABCs has us looking at Colonel Silver. Now, I know what you're thinking. Colonel starts with a C, or a K if it's corn, but... Actually, in Japanese, it's Shiruba Taisa, so that's my excuse. Anyway, Sil uh, Colonel Silver is a character who appears during the Red Ribbon arc of Dragon Ball, and incidentally, basically all the officers of the Red Ribbon army have a color-based name. Why? I guess their mothers knew beforehand that they were going to join an evil army. <laughs> I anyway. love that. <laughs> 
Anyway, he's one of the earliest people to show up for the Red Ribbon Army. In fact, one of the first ones ordering a, a, around a bunch of lackeys who are searching for Dragon Balls in the middle of nowhere. But Goku shows up and finds the Dragon Ball they were searching for like nothing and beats up people a lot, including Silver. But not before Silver manages to blow up Kintoun. And after that, Goku finds the capsule case and uses it to get a plane and a robot. And the robot tells him if he wants to go somewhere, just go. But then Goku tells him it's really far away, so the robot decides to pilot the plane for him. Yeah, Silver isn't that good of a character. He basically just radios that there's a crazy little boy who's after the Dragon Balls. He's a pushover, really, but he's a neat character. Good deal. Anything else to sum up Silver with? I got nothing. It's 1 a.m. here. I'm, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. We'll move on then. Julian, thank you. So we have Sashi. What's next? Sue. Sue. All right. Well, we'll uh, look forward to hearing back from you next week with that. Mm. With that done, uh, I guess we'll take it on over to the releases. It is the end of July, so uh, I guess we'll take it through a little bit of August. We'll at least do the first thing coming out in August. Mary, tell me, we got August 8th. It's a Tuesday. Some stuff. Okay, in uh, two Tuesdays from now, we'll be getting Dragon Ball Z movies, uh, single release. I'm sorry, yeah, it's the beginning of the single releases. These are the Region 2 discs. We're going to be getting movies 1 and 2 for 2800 yen a pop, and you can find uh, links to these at CD Japan. Yepers, um, like we've said before, as opposed to the Dragon Box release, which combine movies onto discs, all the movies on the single releases are truly single releases. It's one movie per disc, so they're starting with 1 and 2. Um, rest of the stuff in August is a little bit later in the month, so I guess we'll hold off until next week to do that. So let's take it over to the emails. We're going to do one email this week. This comes to us from Time Traveler, and uh, I guess I'll go ahead and read this one. Yo, Mike, Mary, and Julian. I posted about this on the forum when I spotted it the other week, but didn't hear you guys mention on the podcast. It's about the special and the four new characters in it. Three of them are in Frieza armor. You've mentioned two of them, I think. And the fourth one resembles what I believe the word is a Yadrat Seijin from Dragon Ball Online, not the filler design. Here's the poster from Weekly Shonen Jump issue 32. The version you posted was cropped slightly, and everyone thought that the possible Saiyajin was Vegeta. He said those two fat, odd color guys in Frieza armor might be like a joke for the end. Even Toyable of the Dragon Ball AF fan comic noticed them. Greetings from ye old Englande. That's how I say it, because I like to make fun of England for some reason. The time that traveler. That doesn't even sound like English accent. <laughs> I know. It sounds like you're visiting Spain along the I way. I just want to make fun of them. It doesn't matter what accent I use. So if you look closely, we've already pointed out the, uh, the blue and the reddish headed guys over on the right side. Over on the left, towards the crease of the page, there's a little dude that looks like it might be Vegeta, but he's much more chibi-fied than we've seen before. And to his direct left is this little yellow thing, which looks exactly like a design that's been shown in the close-up from Dragon Ball Online. Oh, tie-ins. Hmm. So, oh, no. what do we all think about this? I don't know. Julian. I'm sleepy. <laughs> You have no thoughts? I really don't know what to make of it until we get more information. Yeah, right. it's too soon to see. What's interesting is that regular Vegeta in his, you know, Boo era outfit, just the the blue with the white gloves is down on the left. And then above him, above Piccolo, is that other design, which looks like a chibi child Vegeta. So maybe it's not Ooh. Vegeta at all. It could be someone completely different. 
and we've got that uh, maybe a Dragon Ball online tie-in. I love the idea of that. I think that's cool as hell. This is just going to be a short. So what do we think is going on here? I know Don't I already know. asked, but Don't know. <laughs> nothing. All right. I have no speculation either. So I was trying to pull something out of you guys, but I'm looking forward to it. Julian, any additional info and if or when you can go see? I'm looking into that. I'm trying to see. There's only a few theaters in Osaka that regularly do these kind of weird short one-off kind of things. So I'm trying to contact with them and see if maybe they know something because gotcha. not sure. Well, uh, you keep us up to speed and we'll keep you up to speed if we see anything. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's the email for the week. Mary, if you have any questions or comments, whatever, where do you send them? Send them to podcast at diezx.com. That is spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Good deal. So take it on over to that contest. We are running a contest right now. You have a little less than a week to get in your entries. We are giving away two CD singles. The first one is the Super Survivor CD. Just came out this week in Japan. Contains the opening themes to Sparking Meteor and Burst Limit. And we're also throwing in, because we're such nice guys, the CD single with the Budokai 2 and Budokai 3 openings. This is a very special and fun contest, because, Julian, you can kind of enter with two entries that'll be counted if you do something special. Tell me about it. Yes. If you take one of of the Dragon Ball songs. Either the Budokai 2, Budokai 3, Sparking Meteor, or Burst Limit openings. And sing at least two lines from them a cappella. Then, if you send that recording along with your entry, you will receive a second entry, free of charge, free of shipping and handling, free of taxes even. So, you don't even have to bribe us. That's right. You've got to get in these entries by August 1st at 11.59 a.m. That's a Friday, Eastern Time. Get in entries. All you gotta do is just send an email, and if you attach that MP3 with the uh, vocal recording, that counts as two. Mary, where do you send these entries? You send them to contest at diezx.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. That is correct. We've got a full contest page over on the website. If you hit up the main page, you can't miss the link to it. Two little uh, images of the CD covers and the link, and you'll see the whole thing. The whole shebang. We can't wait to give these away. Next week on the show, we will review the Super Survivor CD. We'll give it away. That means we're pushing back the manga review of Awesomeness a week. Not that big a deal. I think it's actually going to get pushed back to the week of Otakon, which means we'll have to record that segment early. So the schedule is kind of fun for the next couple weeks, but we'll deal. We'll still provide content free of charge, as you would say, Julian. I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Anyone have any final thoughts for me? I want to see The Dark Knight. When does it come out there? Next month. Oh, it was good. I want to see it. I'm sorry. Give me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you can download it illegally from the intertubes. Ooh, really? I'm sure you can. Oh. The intertubes have everything. Yeah. Okay, I'll look there. <laughs> okay, Mary, let's say goodbye to you. Okay. What's up? Goodbye. Bye. Hey. Hey. Later. Hey, later. Good times. <laughs> Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Keto. Um, so what you got for me? I wish I had something for you. All right. You leaving? Yeah. All right. Nice talking to you. You too. Temple of Trunks. Talked oh, about yeah, Trunks this right. episode, I apparently. Got it. I got it. Yeah, Trunks site. And you know what? I'm going to plug this entire tidbit once it's online because <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I did work, but I didn't. <laughs> you read it. Yes, I did. It was fun. Um, Temple of Trunks, www.temple.trunks.com. Wee. Do you have any of these scans over on your site right now? I do. If so, 
you should go like say what they are. Um, what do you mean? Say what they are on on your site. They're in the trunks images section. I know. Your What's the caption or description of them? Like this is a trunks picture. Oh, I don't know. From a book. <laughs> I I don't know. It's more than just that. It's like androids. Okay. <laughs> Something. Whatever. Like All right. We'll uh, check you next week. Bye. See ya. Julian, you and I dies in Juliet. Yes. You can oh, you can find uh, the places. Same place as the Dark Knight, actually. Really? On the internet? Yes. That's right. Yes. In fact, you can find us more specifically at www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. Hey, remember earlier in the episode when I was uh, buttering you up a little bit? Yeah. Here's where it comes in. Oh, no. CD single's out. Full lyrics are out. I'm scanning. Get to work. Oh, boy. Well, I don't have any classes for the next few weeks, so I guess I can work on that. All right. We need the official Julian translations up on the site, so they're coming your way, man. Thank you. All right. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for checking us out this week. We'll uh, be back next week for 140. Amazing of the show. So until then, that's Mary over here. Bye. That's Julian off there. Yes. My name's Mike, Vegito EX. Julian, wrap it up. And I'm Batman. No way, I'm not. <laughs> what you're supposed to do is, no, I'm Julian. Dice and Chewy X, the podcast. Thanks for listening to us this week. Check us out again. This is Daisenshui XD Podcast, episode 138. No, it's nine. Damn it. I changed everything with that one line. <laughs> Hold on. I've been good about this lately, too. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Anyways. <laughs>